contemporary British military thinking from the Wavell Room. Winning the Narrative, an Army Officer's Perspective by Gordon. Can the British Army win the narrative? I'm pleased to report that since leaving the British Army's Intermediate Command and Staff Course Land, ICSCL as it's known, the eight-month residential course taken by all newly promoted majors, that I've started to look at the world differently. Perhaps the lectures in Churchill and Tedder theatres have paid off. I realised this the other evening whilst pottering about in my room whilst Radio 4 was broadcasting a programme. The subject of recruitment in the British Army was being covered. The programme covered familiar ground, explaining how recruitment was an issue for the army as a perfect storm of high employment, perceived lack of adventure since the cessation of Operation Telic and Herrick, all compounded by issues with the capita contract. One interesting aspect which was discussed was the perception of soldiers being perceived as victims. Although interesting, this is not new. In 2017, General Carter gave an interview on the topic, emphasising that soldiers should receive empathy and not sympathy. The more I listened, the more frustrated I became. Was it because of the recruiting issues? Was it out-of-date references which the civilian experts were using? Or was it the fact that ICSCL had turned me into someone who listens to Radio 4 on a Thursday night? I think it was a combination. After some hasty soul-searching, I discovered the source of my angst, the lack of green skin. There was no one from the army with a dog in the fight in the interview. There was no one to correct the retired officer, stating that the army recruits directly from the Commonwealth, which is not true. This may have been true a decade ago, but recently Commonwealth soldiers have been required to live in the UK for five years and have a valid UK passport prior to joining. There was no one to rebut the soldiers are victims fallacy, even if it was a real-life talking person rolling out pre-prepared lines such as soldiers are not victims, the army offers a varied and fulfilling career. The only input the MOD had into the whole 30-minute show was that the army has enough personnel to meet current commitments. That was it. Eight words in a 30-minute broadcast. The problem is not exclusive to traditional media. The British Army Twitter feed is an excellent source of good news stories, images and video, but that's where its utility as a news source ends, and the same can be said for the MOD website. A separate Twitter account could challenge some of the fake news stories out there. It could, through direct messaging, offer an alternative to the public naming and shaming which is often seen on Facebook groups such as Fill Your Boots UK. It could, if empowered, resolve these issues where there genuinely have been failures in the system. Currently, there are Twitter members who do this for free out of benevolence and pride, such as Sir Humphrey and Think Defence on Twitter. Now, how are we expected to win a narrative in a foreign land when we cannot even challenge the narrative in our homeland? What is the MOD so scared of? Why does it have to be a general staff officer in an unscripted interview? Why is the MOD nervous about having a real-life person involved in a live debate where they can deliver their message, challenge inaccuracies and take other views? Would this not show that the army is human and representative of society? Would this not reduce the fake news about the army and the military? The power of the human touch was recently shown with Eddie, the work experience boy taking over the Southern Rail Twitter account. I'm not suggesting we hire the Army Cadet Force, but through showing humility, a teenage boy was a good news story, and a despised train company was suddenly in the news for the right reasons.
This constant rolling out of prepared lines and silence increases the perception that the army takes young men and women and turns them into automatons. It turns our super garrisons into super echo chambers, and it does our organisation no favours. If we want to win the narrative on a foreign field, we should start contesting it on our home turf. This is not to say we should speak only the party lines. A constant dynamic conversation between a nation and its military is no bad thing. A persistent dialogue would keep the military in the public conscience and reduce the mystique which surrounds MTP, or combats as they're known, clad individuals. We are empowered to use lethal force, yet there is a reluctance to empower individuals in front of a microphone, camera, or internet-connected keyboard. Isn't it about time we were given some media rules of engagement and practice the contemporary skill of media mission command? Gordon commissioned in 2006 as a combat support officer. He has operational experience in Iraq, Afghanistan and in the Falkland Islands and is currently working in the training environment. Contemporary British military thinking from the Wavell Room.